Welcome to this week's episode of Content Creation Made Easy Podcast. I'm really glad you're here because you know how I'm always talking about just do the thing, just do the thing, even if it's not perfect, just do the thing, put it out there, you'll get better. Well, actually this weekend, my old coach who I love so much, Patty Lennon, sent me a text and she said, hey, I was talking about you with a friend and your message of just put it out there, just put it out there, do it imperfectly. Like that's what they were talking about in their conversation. And then we decided to have her come on my podcast because she is just doing her next launch really imperfectly. And I thought, if I'm talking about doing it imperfectly and she could talk about doing it imperfectly, maybe you will do it imperfectly. So I'm really glad that you are here. And I want to welcome my old business coach, Patty Lennon, who's not a business coach anymore. She is focused on intuitive coaching. She really helps people. I think the way I would say it, Patty, is you you helped me find my spiritual side and like kind of move that into, like integrate that into my whole life. And Ooh. so... I've learned so much from Patty. And so she's here. She's back. She, we've done, a, like, I think we've done three podcasts talking about various things. But today we're going to be talking about what if you want to do a launch that doesn't really look like other people's launch and you don't want to do it the way that other people are doing it and you want to kind of be imperfect about it. So let's dive in. So Patty, I'm so glad you're here. Yes. Yes. Let's dive in. And um, thank you. Thank you for having me. I mean, for you listening, just one of the things I said to Jen was because I'm not a business coach, I think from a, from a marketing standpoint, there is one thing that you, that you kind of have to do is stay in your lane. And because I was a business coach for so long, if I start talking about the business end of this launch to my list, I think that you know, it can be confusing, but at the same time, I really want to, I think there's so much value in sharing what's happening before it all works out, right? Like you don't when know you're still, right. Right. Cause I have no idea if it's going to work out. And if it does work out, then you're listening to my story and you're like, yeah, well, whatever. And if it doesn't work out, well, you won't know by the time you listen to this, but no, you will. I'll come on, maybe do like a quick segment in the, in the middle. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> well, the funny thing is it's going to work out either way. Like whether it's X or Y or Z or one or two or three, like it has worked itself out. So that's yes. the other. What, and what I mean is whether it translates into to cash moolah. If it can <laughs> Signups with money, or if it ends up being a developmental step in a bigger offering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, one of the things I learned from, I mean, Patty used to really be like focused on marketing. That was such a big part of when we worked together. And um, launching is kind of formulaic out there in the wild. I think people are moving away from it. I'm moving away from it. Um, the people I surround myself with are moving away from it, but it's definitely still being taught. Like first you do A, then you do B, then you do C, and it equals this huge bag of money, right? <laughs> or it's supposed to. But um, so can you- if you actually collected all the stories of people doing the A plus the B plus the C equals, you would not average out to a big bag of you know net money. Right. Because just what people wouldn't. don't really talk about is like what they spent on the cost of their team or Facebook ads or their designer or whatever, or how many hours they spent doing it. They, they wound up making like 18 cents an hour. <laughs> and all the launches that don't work financially, like, of course, if you learn from them, they all work. But the ones that, I mean, God, so many more of them. Can we curse on this? I can't. Yes, remember. I encourage. So many you. more of them shit the bed than than <laughs> succeed, and it's the difference is 
are you willing to take one that didn't deliver what you wanted it to dig in and figure out what worked, what didn't? Are you willing to let it be a developmental step or are you going to let the weight of it crush your soul and have to eat chocolate and drink wine for a year before you can recover and put another one out there? By the way, I've done all those things. So there's no judgment. It sounds awfully specific. (laughs) There is no judgment. (laughs) So let's talk about what you're doing now. Because my my audience are people who have small businesses. They have an idea. They want to, you know, make it work. They know they need marketing. They're doing launches or they're not doing launches. So tell us what's going on with you right now. Yeah. So, well, and I'm going to say that I got a download from my spirit team, but to translate that for you in your world, if you're not kind of like into that is just when your gut tells you to do something like you're just feeling like, I can't do another, you know, that way, right? Let's say you're like, I can't write another social media post, but the reality is you need to be in front of people. So it's either that you're going to figure out something different and better, or you're going to do social media different and better for you. Right. So like there is a difference between like, I don't want to, I don't feel like it. That's fine. But then you have to not have to, but if you would like people to buy your stuff or pay attention to you, you have to find some other way to let them know about you. Right. So there's this meme, not really a meme. There's this trend on social media right now with short content that says, if you want to, if you, if you want people to know about your business, you need to talk about your business. If you want people to know about your business, you need to talk about your business. And so like, I don't care how you do it. You need to figure out a way that you can do it. That feels good for you. For me, it was like, oh my God, the thing I raged against was I was never, ever, ever going to have a free Facebook group. That was not a thing. And other people like thrive on that and they love their Facebook groups. But for me, I was like, that's where my intuition kicked in with like hard no. So what else are you going to do? Here we are on my podcast because I didn't want to do that. Yeah, exactly. And I think, um, so anyway, you know, like you have a gut instinct on how to maybe shift out of, out of an environment you don't enjoy. That's, for me, I get downloads, right? I have very specific conversations with my spirit team. And so five, four months ago, five months ago, they basically told me to do nothing. Mm-hmm. And so honoring that is really hard. Now in doing that, nothing, as it turns out, both my husband and another close relative needed medical attention. My husband needed an operation. I almost needed an operation. Like there was stuff that went on. So they were kind of giving me that like, Easy, easy. You know, I like, put air quotes around do nothing because it wasn't yeah, yeah. like nothing. Yeah, yeah. So it was like do nothing in the your business. In the business. But I ran my membership. So I mean, for other people, my doing nothing probably isn't what it looks like for everyone. Anyway. So as I was normally I launch a program I have called the receiving school twice a year, spring and fall. And what had happened was like angels were showing up in legions in a lot of conversations I was having. So even though I was doing nothing in air quotes, you know, people, I had old clients that were dipping in and like asking for, you know, help and my membership. And then also some people in my life and my personal life. And in every conversation, every session, this huge, like army of angels was showing up. It's, and that happened occasionally, but not every single time. And when I checked in, like what's going on, they told me like, there are just 
armies and, and legions of angels entering the earth plane right now because it is such a, a growth point in humanity's evolution and that I need to help them get the word out. So that's where that was going. So that's what my upcoming offering. So I, I was not to be doing receiving school, which in part helps people connect to their angels and spirit guides. I was going to focus exclusively on really deepening people's connection. Now, at the same time, over this period of time that I've been out of the heavy duty marketing, what I had concluded from last year's marketing was that there were things that were juicy at the beginning of the year that slowly descended into like dust where they just feel like terror, not terror. They didn't feel icky. They felt like this is what sludgy. Almost like this is putting a lot of energy into creating something that very few people can consume in a helpful way anymore. Okay. And I had been kind of thinking about, okay, well then what is it that, you know, what is it that they do need? So the challenge energy, the three trainings, that's my typical one. It's like based based sort of on Jeff Walker's launch theory, all of this, I'm going to inflame your problem area and let, and solve it a little bit. And then tell you if you want to solve it the rest of the way to join me. Right. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm, I'm a firm believer in like, you have to help people see what their challenge is. It was like, almost like people are, their bandwidth is so limited having them drag their carcasses through three videos to get to the one thing they actually need to make a decision in like video three, just for the time we're in right now is just uncomfortable, right? Okay. So then what's, what's the alternative? And what I was feeling at first was it was put out content that's bite-sized that people can digest that's helpful and trust that if you're helpful, then they'll continue on with you, but keep everything tight. Don't require a lot for them to be, to partake in it. And I think this is going to change by the way. I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm creating the new launch by the way. I think I'm doing the 2022, 2023 launch because people are all recovering from trauma. Right. They're crawling over the finish line. Yeah. So that means that I have exactly zero assets already created. And I think that's for me, what the big difference is, is ideally you're going to always be sort of improving on or multi-purposing something you've already created. Nope. Right. So so you can I ask that, you a question here about that? Yeah, yeah. So if you are at the point where you're like, okay, the old paradigm needs to shift. I'm hearing this is what it needs to be, but I don't have anything, so I need to create it. Given how like, you know, you've been told to stop, you've got all this other shit going on in your life, everything's like a storm happening around you. How do you find the energy and the motivation to create that thing? Yeah. So then I think that's where the imperfectly comes in is then you have to, and that's what I asked too, because I know it's, I, I know when you do more, what I call your hundred percent, when you push past 
what is a reasonable effort for you and wherever you are in your life, you're pushing away the abundance. You're pushing away the miracles. So you do nothing in the long-term, long run that's helpful. So, you know, what's easy? And they were like, you're already talking to people. What is it that you can record that just will be answering questions? What we did is I said, you know what? If I'm answering questions, that takes zero energy out. But right now I can feel the energy of crowds. So I can't have people join me. So we sent out a survey, not with some big agenda. We were just like, what are your big questions about working with your spirit guides and angels? I had my team just look at it and get grab the ones that showed up all the time. And so I just record it, five, six minute videos answering that one question. And at the end of it, just saying, hey, we're going to have this longer program. And, you know, first we're going to do this half day event that you can participate in. And then beyond that, we're going to do this longer program and you participate where you want to participate. So that was kind of how it was. But the key with the imperfect is I didn't have my team edit it. Like I didn't do retakes. I mean, there were a couple of times, one time, one time I had just gotten my hair cut before I filmed the video and there was like a piece of hair in like around my face that just kept like, it just was like poking. Like I could feel it and I couldn't get it out. Okay. That one, I wasn't like rubbing my nose. Like I didn't put that video out. Right. I waited until I was able to like remove this lone piece of one inch hair from my face. So I did do that, but I just didn't, I just committed to start the camera, finish the camera, they can like it. They cannot even like, I don't, you put these, the podcast videos out on Facebook, right? So there's possible that somebody's watching the actual video version of this. You'll see yeah. there's very little makeup, you know, there's just, cause there's just the bandwidth for that stuff just isn't there. Right. Uh, yeah. So that was a piece of it was just saying, you know, what if I think it's removing opportunities for you to cut and edit and modify. I think that's one of the keys because you have to understand that shit will exhaust you and you have no idea if what you're saying people actually want to know. Right. So that was basically your 100% at that point was to, I can do this. So I did this and I did it to my 100%, but anything actually like making slides, having some different kind of backdrop, changing your shirt every single time, like none of that, right? Yeah. Yeah. None of that. Yeah. How did it feel to do it that way? And how is it different from how you used to do it? I never think of you as particularly fussy or perfectionistic when it comes to that kind of stuff. Well, I think... What's different is that I can't be fussy or perfect. Yeah, you're right. I'm not super fussy and perfectionist about it. It's that what I'm doing in between the space of those videos going out. So I'm not killing myself to make sure people are watching them. You know, I am trusting that the universe is going to get them in front of people. Now, I will put a caveat on that. If you have six people on your list, you don't get to do the same thing I did. I worked, there's 10,000 or whatever people on my list. So it's not that I'm sending it, mailing it to six people and be like, I hope enough people see it, maybe they'll share it. You know, it's not like that, right? So I think there's some things that are within reasonable levels. 
Yeah, your foundations have been, there's a couple of foundations that we need to really talk about why you can go a little bit easier, right? So you your message is really clear. Like you, like you said at the beginning, I'm not a business coach anymore. I don't want to be a business coach. I don't want to talk about business. I run a business, but I'm an intuitive coach. You've got a list of people who love your messaging and love what you do. You've already had, how many times have you run the receiving school? Like eight? A five. That's it? Really? Oh. Yeah, it feels like it feels like, <laughs> it felt like eight. And so you've got people who know you and know what you like. You have all of these foundations there. So it's not like you're just waking up saying, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna wing it at this point. I think that's really important for people to consider when they're deciding like how I don't want to say lazy. That's not the right word, but it's just the word that keeps coming to my mind. Like it's just like the imperfect leaning in. Uh, it's just an intuitive way rather than a prescriptive way. Yeah. And I think it's also where I think maybe it, lazy is the feeling state you're reaching for because you're, because we confuse, because we easy isn't something we can wrap our heads around. I think you really do need to lean into lazy. And I think everyone needs to lean into lazy from the understanding that we're really looking for easeful, but you have to know where you are in the journey. Mm-hmm. So if you have not developed a relationship with a group of people who are your buyers, you're there in the journey. That's your job. And so if that's your job, that won't usually tra- translate into income the way, you know, if I put a post out and I've done this for people in my community they're like mailing their list, their list of a hundred or 200. And then they're doing something I just believe in. And I put out one post and they're like, Oh my God, I got six signups and I've only had three so far. Right. Because I'm in a different place. It's not because I'm more special. It's not because of anything. It's that most of the people who know me have lengths of time. Right. So that means that you have to do a lot more one-to-one work than I do at this stage. Yeah. So so for for somebody listening who wants to lean into the imperfections and the lazy, the it's like the lazy feeling to start, but then like you get the ease. What are some, what are some things that you're finding for yourself that no matter where you are on the journey, you could lean more into this imperfectness? So think, because this was real, like i had a lot of stuff going on. So think of someone you take care of or someone, if they need you, you would give your time to, right? Okay. Imagine they show up your door five minutes after you finish doing the thing you're thinking you're going to do. And they need you. They need you at a hundred percent. Are you able to be that hundred percent doing things the way you just did them? Or would you have to modify what you just did to have enough reserves left to take care of someone else? Now, the goal is not for you to take care of someone else. Ideally, I'd like to be able to say to you, what can you do that you'd finish and you'd still feel like you're 100% and not like you have to take a nap or take the rest of the afternoon off. But most people can't do that for themselves, right? So... But I have been hyper aware that I need reserves of energy. There are people in my life right now that are needing me, not on a daily basis, but on a consistent enough basis that I cannot be spinning my wheels doing stuff. 
The other thing, though, that you have to keep in mind is unless you have data that shows you that something you're doing is working, there's no way to make it perfect because you have nothing to like, you have nothing to base perfection on. Like you're creating in a vacuum. So the key to creating something that's imperfect, I mean, something that's really does a good job of creating the result you want comes from data. The faster you put stuff out, the faster you get data back, the faster you can respond to that data and put more stuff back out, really. So like for me, it was, okay, idea, help people connect to their spirit guides and angels. I know they want to connect to their spirit guides and angels. I have literally no idea what they're actually thinking right now. I can guess because I've had this conversation a million times. Survey, right? Okay, almost all of them said, can you give me a process <laughs> to connect to my spirit guides and angels? So I'm like, I can. Good God, is that where we are? But okay, I can. <laughs> I can. And that felt like a hundred, like you could do that at your hundred percent without feeling so wrung out that you'd have nothing left over in the reserves. Yes. Yeah. That's so and crazy. I think something else just occurred to me. You also need to have the stuff you're putting out do exactly one job. And that is to be of service to Mm -hmm. people and in whatever way you want to do it. But the job your marketing can never do, never, ever, ever do is prove that you're enough. Mm. If you are trying to create something that is going to communicate to another person that you are enough, you're in the wrong place. You need to go to your therapist's office to get that answer. And I'm serious. Like I work with a therapist, like you got to get underneath that shit, but your marketing can't do it. And almost always it's your mother-in-law, your cousin, your sister that you're creating. Don't create marketing for those people. They aren't going to buy your shit. They they are not going to buy your shit. And the other thing is the, I talk about this all the time in my content, the more the more you put out there to try to solve everybody's problem at a very expansive level in your content, well, it, the more it depletes you, but then the more that they want and the more that they expect and your marketing can't solve people's problems. Like that's not what your marketing is for. That's what your program is for. That's what your services or products are for. But I think that's such a great point. I want to just circle back to something that you said before about like the thing that if, unless you have data, you don't know if the thing will work perfectly. And I find this really interesting because I watched you build, I watched you change, like morph your brand, move away from business coaching. I watched you like download and develop receiving school. I participated in receiving school. I watched you like create the, the uh, event, like the, you know, the activating event that leads people to receiving school. And it all was a machine, right? And like you tweaked it and you tweaked it and you had data and you did everything based on that data. And even though you did that, like, I'm going to put air quotes again, you should be doing receiving school again because it worked so well and you had all of this machine in place. But even though all of that shit looked perfect, here we are in spring of 2022 and you're introducing something that you're like just starting from again, like there is no perfect. Like, can we just stop thinking? Like, we're just gonna get to the point where the machine works so well that we're never gonna evolve again. Yes, I love that, and I think you have to also. I'm realizing, all right, 
I'm saying a lot of you need to. I'm sorry to do that to you watching because or listening because it's like the, like you don't need to do anything. Nothing That's at all. That's the whole it's point of the conversation. Especially nothing I say. But <laughs> I think where, you know, an entrepreneur can benefit or a content creator can benefit is to decide what's your, and Jen, this may be like a fun project for you. That's what you need, a fun project. Like what's your content creator's archetype or what is your paradigm or what's your identity? And mine is, I'm not from even a content creator standpoint, as an entrepreneur, as a being, I am a teacher and a creator. As a teacher and a creator, I'm engaging a live organism that is a body of people that are paying attention to what I'm doing, right? And people I'm meant to serve. I'm not the kind of like, and I always see like a white guy in my mind with this is like a one that sets up a business to make money and like, let me move all the dials to make money. If I moved all the dials to make money and people weren't being served, it would break my heart. Like I'm not, you know, like God, like I think of like the, the head of Coke where they're like making all, and I love Coke, like it's a guilty pleasure of mine, but I mean, come on, you're, you're shoving chemicals and sugar down someone's throat and figuring out the best way to do it. Like, oh my God, it would be soul sucking for me, right? Yeah. yeah. You could have given me the biggest marketing budget around and, and I don't know, you know, like, so I think you have to also understand that a lot of the stuff we're taught is taught about like creating a machine that makes money. but if you're not growing and evolving with the machine. The machine is going to feel like a prison sentence. Yes. Yes. I love that. Uh, This is really important for people to think about because you and I have talked about this in coaching calls and on, you know, this topic before of there's a, there's a cycle, right? So there's that death cycle where things are going dormant, cyclical. It's like, it's like, seasonal, you know, there's that dormant phase and we're scared of that dormant phase. Mm -hmm. But then what comes next is the spring, right? The rebirth. And then you get to that place where you're kind of on top. And I remember even one time in one of our conversations, I was like, I have everything I want yet. Like, I don't know what to do with this feeling because it's like everything I want now, what? And then you move into that other place of like the the dis, like the the dissatisfaction almost like what's next, what's next, what's next. And then of course you go into another cycle. And I feel like if you are an entrepreneur, you're always in that cycle because you're naturally curious. You're looking for problems to solve. You're creative. And what you're experiencing obviously is like the next part of that cycle. But I think as entrepreneurs, we dream about staying at the top of that cycle, like the, oh, like the angels are singing. And it's like, I forget what it's called. Like the, what, it, you know what I'm talking about? The cycle of, there's I like do. the promised I, land, the promised land. Yes. You want to stay in the promised land, but like the promised land gets a little boring. And I would look at receiving school and I would look at the whole model of receiving school and be like, shit, I wish I could just blah, 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 and download a receiving school and blah. Like, I would really have these conversations with myself. Like, I just need a receiving school model. And here you are, you know, five times later, you're like, and next. (laughs) And who knows how it's going to morph into whatever else you're already having, but. And, you know, what's interesting is that 
last receiving school, I knew that receiving school had to change. Mm -hmm. Like as I was giving it, it had worked for people. And now we're at a different point in humanity's journey and it needs to evolve. And I knew that it needed the biggest problem I knew it had was in its current form. There were clearly two factions of people coming to receiving school with two very different needs. Even though receiving school would show people how to bring in money, love, and support, and then how to bring in divine guidance, people were either way on the money abundance side wanting that, or they were way in the, how do I connect to my loved ones and my spirit guides? And the desire, the desire gap just got a little bit too big for me to comfortably manage. And so I knew that we had to break the program into two parts so that people could do one and then the other, or do one or the other, or do both, you know, do it as whatever way they wanted, but almost self-identify the community that they were a part of, right? And um, I also knew that I needed to train some people because I could no longer hold space for all the people coming through the program. So it was dying in its current form. I know receiving school is going to happen in the fall, but it's going to look different. And it's interesting because what I'm doing now is sort of that other piece of it is it's that it's taking that spirit of communication deeper. The thing though, that I wanted to talk, I mean, one of the main reasons I reached out to you that I wanted to talk about and tell people that are watching is that Putting out those videos doesn't disturb me. Like, I don't worry about that anymore. I've been doing this for so long. And I know if you're newer, even putting out a a video where your makeup's not great and you're, you know, maybe you had to like stop and like clear your throat or whatever is hard, right? It's nerve wracking. You still probably care about people from your personal life seeing your content. I do not. But I say, since I started this about three weeks ago, got the clarity of what I was going to do, started doing it. I have spent probably seven of those 21 days in total and complete doubt. Mm -hmm. So, and that is me with a complete mastery of launch strategy, a solid list a proven track record of launching things imperfectly because the receiving school, this is exactly what it was like the first time I did receiving school. This isn't the launch strategy I use. I used none to be honest, but it was very much like that. Like whatever came to mind, but like, Oh God, what if the, what if no one shows up, you know? And that's really what I wanted to, to be honest about is that even with everything I have, I still I'm feeling that. And not to mention the legions of angels and spirit guides and like not, not even just like the data and the audience and the numbers, like all of the earthly stuff, you have all of this like spiritual stuff and you're still in doubt. And that is just really important for people to know. I love yeah. that you're saying that. Yeah. And that was the main, like, that was the thing I most wanted to get out there is that like, here's how, and I'm happy to like, just very quickly, if you're curious, Jen, you decide what your audience would want is to tell you what the basic launch strategy is in case you're looking for a new one. I have no idea if this is going to work. So (laughs) we're up for it. No, know that. And I'll give you what my 
not just my downloads, but like what I'm observing about humanity. Because I, for those of you listening who don't know me, I do have a master's in psychology also. So where my stuff isn't, mine's not purely metaphysical. It's what do our brains need right now? And so as a society, we went through a trauma and it might not have felt like a trauma while we were going through COVID, but it was. And so now we're in post-trauma. So there's a period after a trauma where you're like, thank God it's Mm -hmm. over and you have relief. But then there's post-trauma and post-trauma is where your brain is trying to make sense of how, what it thought life was supposed to be like had been violated. Mm -hmm. And it's reorganizing things that knew to be true and it's processing hurt and it's processing death and it's, it's processing a lot of things. And so what a person needs during that post-trauma spirit period is comfort. They need assurances. They need things to not, they can't, their higher problem solving skills are very limited. And depending on how traumatized you were by this period we were in, and don't assume, you know, right. Let the symptoms of your life tell you don't decide up here, decide based on how you're behaving in your world. That then results in the way that people consume things being very different. And so part of what we're doing is also based on that. So then what are the, um, once people have, I mean, maybe somebody's listening to this thinking, this makes a whole lot of freaking sense of why I've been so exhausted. Why the idea of doing the launch, the three-day challenge, the five-day challenge, the webinar, why I haven't been able to do it. Like, I'm really hoping people find comfort from everything that you're sharing today. When you went through that piece for yourself, was it just quiet time that you needed? Was it like, what did you do to figure it out? Well, interesting. I work with, like I said, I referenced a therapist. I have a healer I work with on a pretty consistent basis. I actually stopped almost all of it because I found that input was really not helpful. My actually the healer, I was working with her, but I only saw her probably like three times over the course of three months. Um, I didn't see the therapist and it wasn't from a, I'm not going to get help. It was from a, I need to slow down external inputs, limit them and really allow my inner world to, you know, reorganize itself. But as I thought about, I don't know, do you want me to talk about what I, about what I was going to put out? Sure. One of the things I've always done, and I can tell you standing here now, 13 years into a business where I've gone through all the, the thresholds of business and I, and I am you know, successful in what most people would deem success from a pure business standpoint. One of the foundational rules I've always worked by is my marketing must first serve and second sell if it's going to sell. Meaning... If I put a little video out, the thing I'm selling you on is watching my next video. You know, it's not all selling on or like coming back or signing up for my list, whatever it is, you know, taking an action. Maybe my own, maybe I just want you to finish it. Right. Right. But it's always, did it, were you better at the end of it than you were at the beginning of it? Right. And if I can't do that, then I don't do it. Right. Right. So it was really going into this and allowing what I put out to do more than anything, be a conduit between 
let me be a conduit for the angels to talk to people. And provide comfort? Is that, is that? Yeah. And provide, I was going to say comfort, but almost then that didn't feel right. It was just to like, get that wire going, you know, like to me and provide comfort for, for sure. But like the awareness that they were there, like really to bring it to life for someone, you know, and know that a lot of the people who need that aren't in a position to invest anything right now. They're shell-shocked. And to trust that the universe can fill my coffers some other way. So that was one of the things was, you know, to really go slow in the messaging so that it was comforting. And no one, that little mechanism in people's brain that said, oh, she's doing this to sell me something, to make sure that tripwire wasn't hit because that would get in the way, right? And so that meant backing off on some really obvious call to action that I could make in the videos to give people some space. Yeah, that's nice. That's really, um, it's thoughtful, right? And it's intentional, but it's soothing. Mm. I think that's something that everybody is searching for is, I mean, a lot of people that I work with are afraid to put their content out because it feels too salesy. And maybe everything that you're saying resonates in a way that maybe I haven't been able to say before because you know service before sales is so important. But if you have been avoiding a launch or just putting something out there or doing it imperfectly, I think this message is really vital. It can be soothing. It can be service-oriented. And... By the way, I don't have an issue asking people for money. If you listening have an issue, just in general, you anytime you ask for money, you feel bad. That's the first place of service you need to sit with. You have to get underneath that. So please don't take this as permission to not have calls to action. Well, you and I actually did, I wish I had the number of it, but you and I actually did a podcast on exactly how to sell in service and what's underneath the pain when you can't sell. So people should go do a search for Patty Lennon, Jen Liddy sales, because there's a whole podcast where you talk about that. And that was like, that blew people's minds when they, when they got there. So yes. So what do you think your next steps are given that you've done this, taken this imperfect action, you really understand your purpose. You feel like you're giving your hundred percent and not dipping into the, to the well, what's the next part for you of the launch. Yeah. So there's going to be a a work. So then this was the thing that I did differently this time is what normally would have been that free longer event is now a paid event, but much smaller and much results. I mean, much smaller price point and much more results oriented. So I made a workshop that people can pay for and there's different price points. It's, you know, 77 to $17. So $17. And if you can't pay 17, you can just email my team and get it and ask them for a code to join it for free. I didn't want money to stand in the way. But what this does is help people say, I don't have the bandwidth to go any further or no, I'm ready to invest a little bit. And and I felt like that helped self-select a group of people who really want to take this work deeper because some just aren't there. And when someone has to turn over money, even small amounts, they are self-selecting to invest in it at a different level. And I just felt like for me to really teach this stuff, I just needed people to be there and be fully there. 
And then after that is we have a seven-week program and we'll really just be offering that seven-week program to that initial group that sort of self-selects. And then can you tell us how people can get access because this podcast is coming out before the workshop. Um, So how can people get access to that workshop? Yeah. And if you want to see a a very imperfectly done sales page, you should check out the workshop page also written in about uh, an hour. (laughs) So God bless my team. That's all I got to (laughs) say. So uh, go to pattylennon.com forward slash four steps. That's where you can... Four? You can Yes, for the number four, but I had them also do the F-O-U-R steps Brilliant. just because I realized, oh, I'll probably be speaking this in some places. <laughs> so pattylennon.com yeah. forward slash four steps. Yeah. Okay. The number four steps. And um, if you want to check out the longer program when it comes out, then that will give that link to you too. Cause I, th- I think it's a longer link. Okay. Right but this is the great, this is the great place to start. And if you are curious about Patty and you want to get to know her, how can people get into your orbit? So I wrote a book last year and you can grab the first chapter, which I think is really helpful. It kind of gives a, a little bit of a sort of backstory and um, you can get that at pattylenning.com. I don't even know what the, the forward slashes, but if you go to pattylynn.com, it's right there at the top of the page. Opt in there and get on my list because most of my energy right now is being put into communications with my list. And I promise you, if you email me, I'm the one who's going to email you back. Unless you're asking me for like, I couldn't get my download, then you're gonna <laughs> talk to you're gonna talk to Marion on my team because I can't help you. <laughs> I feel so I feel like if you are listening to this and you could use some, and you're interested in the spirit spirituality aspect and the metaphysical aspect, and you are just looking to expand that part of yourself, I highly recommend that you get Patty. You get into Patty's world. She's just really delightful and really feels good to be around. And um, I want to actually, I will plug for her the. Um, I have her space for magic journal which I love because it's not a journaly journal and it doesn't make me do a thousand things. I don't have to write three pages continuously without picking up my pen. Um, So her space for magic journal. Again, you can find all of these wonderful resources at pattylennon.com, but she just, you just want to feel good. Go, go hang out with Patty for a little while. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad you came on and I'm glad that we got to talk about like an alternative way to lean into launching. Yeah. Yay. Thanks, Patty. And thank you for listening. Please check out Patty at pattylennon.com and um, let me know what you think about this ability to lean into ease that probably feels lazy. So you might rage against it (laughs) at the start. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, Patty. Bye. Thank you. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.